You are listening to the Battle Axe Podcast with Yvonne Mutui. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Battle Axe Podcast. I hope you're doing all right, my lovely, and I hope that you are still striving to walk in the light and in the ways of God. On today's episode, we feature a beautiful lady called Nancy Mudungu. She tells us her story on being in an abusive relationship, how she got into it, why she stayed, and how and why she left. This episode goes out to every young lady out there who's been in an abusive relationship or who is still staying stuck in an abusive relationship, we are here to remind you that your life doesn't have to be like that and most importantly, it does not have to end like that. Here is the amazing touching story of Nancy Mudungu. My name is Nancy or Mrs. Mudungu. I'm married to a James Muturi Mudungu. I am a strategy and HR consultant in one of the audit firms in the country. I am also a business lady. So yeah, we met in church and it's someone I had known actually since my childhood. Even before we got into the relationship, mm-hmm. I had things that were making me feel maybe I shouldn't get into that relationship. But you know, as Christians, we pray, we know the Lord changes everything, nothing yeah. is impossible. <laughs> with God. So for me, it was it was more like, let me not look at someone and condemn them. The Lord can change them. But I liked that they were hardworking. And also initially when the relationship was starting, it was also starting from a point of this is a born again person. You know, like yeah. every born again lady, it's our prayer and our dream to yeah. get married to a man who is born again and loves God. Sure. Looking back for me, those were the two things. If there's anything else, to be honest, I can't remember. What abusers do is they slowly kill your self-esteem and your confidence. So by the time they are fully unleashing who they are, you're already broken from the inside. You don't have self-esteem. Um, you've lost your confidence. You've been humiliated way too many times. So you can't speak for yourself. If I didn't call and tell him, like, I've gone to meet so and so, and then he calls me, and then I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm with my friend. You know, you're excited. You're thinking, hmm, I'm telling the person I'm dating that I'm out with this friend of mine. And then he would get angry. Why didn't you tell me you are going to meet that person? These days you're going to places and not even saying, you know, such things it could turn ugly. So slowly I even stopped meeting with friends because also he could find fault in almost like all my friends. After campus days, this day, I started my HR professional papers before I got a job. I used to be in class like at 5.30 and leave class at 8. So if I am not in the house at 8.45, it is an issue, like a bad one, and we will have a serious fight. Where are you? What are you doing? And I have to explain what I did from the moment I left class to the moment I got home. And I am living with my mom and she doesn't even care she's like you're an adult. I also had a coffee for being on WhatsApp. I couldn't be on WhatsApp past 8pm. And if I am on WhatsApp, I had to tell him who I am talking to. Even some clothes like I couldn't wear. I remember there's this time I had this super nice jumpsuit. I wore it and was feeling very nice about it. And then he was like, by the way me, my girlfriend can't be wearing such clothes. And I gave away that jumpsuit. No. <laughs> I remember these things and I'm like, what was happening to me? You know, but by the time these things have been unleashed, mm-hmm. You have gone through a series of psychological abuse. Actually, what happens is the psychological abuse starts so that by the time the physical is unleashed, you've already lost the power within. So there's this time we started arguing and we were in town. And by then, I'd started just getting tired of being in the relationship I was in. And so I remember telling him that, you know what, I'll actually just take myself home. And I took my bag, opened the cardo, and I walked out. And then he got so mad, like he walked up to me, dragged me 
back to the car, slapped me, and then actually I remember we were along Biashara Street. He drove me all the way to Central Police, parked at the gate, and told me, "I've brought you to report that I've beaten you." No, that is how arrogant he was. At that point, I'm just seated in the car. I am crying. I can't even speak. You know, I'm wondering when did my life become what it is right now? You see, there's a lot of stigmatization around people stay in such relationships because of money, because of things. In fact, I can't mention anything that was ever bought for me in my campus life. I used to do my own things, pay my own bills, take care of my things by myself. When you see someone going through abuse, don't just sit and say they are in need for their money. The only reason I was staying is I was ashamed of coming out and saying that I am going through abuse and outside people see you as a strong person in school people saw me as this a uh, very proactive ambitious young lady who sells to us things you know to my mom I was like that girl who she knows will go far and all these things and in church people just see you as this happy bubbly person but with time also that bubbliness was just taken away from me and I started becoming this very sad person and just always stressed up I developed serious anger issues I could just snap I always felt alone always felt that I have no one to talk to and even if I talk to someone they will not understand mm-hmm. to be honest what made me stay me was praying for him to change even remember there's a time I fasted and prayed for four days and I was telling God if you change this man maybe I will know there is no one you can't change in this world <laughs> you know like I used to pray prayers like God you heal cancer you know what can you not do in fact I used to tell God this will be my testimony that you changed this man actually all this time maybe I stayed praying I kept on telling myself like oh I won't give up on him you know I won't give up on him that is what made me stay nothing else deep down I used to know I will have a very miserable life if I get married to them as in it was obvious and I also thank God for the fact that that voice in me never died as in there was that constant voice telling me this is not the life you want to live yeah. you deserve better but who is Nancy <laughs> prayer and fasting prayer can move mountains but they, that is why I stayed that is why four years found me there there are so many people who had told me so many things about him mm-hmm. my heart had gotten so heavy mm-hmm. and I'd gotten to a point now I'd started like completely even losing myself like even at work I couldn't even speak like I know something but I can't I can't raise my hand and say that I know this yeah. there's this time it was on a Sunday we left church mm-hmm. and we went to buy food I don't know what happened like me was just standing there waiting for him to come with food and then all of a sudden I had people arguing like it had happened so many times as in he just used to argue with people everywhere on the road road rage calling people names I had him like just calling the waiter names and it was bad I was so embarrassed I walked out of that restaurant and stood outside because you don't want even people to see that you are the one with this person so when we got to, when we got into the car I was very careful with my words because you know this is someone who you try correct and they just blow up so I was very kind with my words I was like you know by the way Mimi I think the way you've talked to that person wasn't so kind immediately that turned into things like you will not teach me how to speak now because you've bought food today you want to tell me how I could have spoken to the waiter like it just moved from you are very unkind to that waiter too because i think i have now bought food i will teach him how to speak so i remember that day something just shifted in me as in i just got tired of 
everything that had happened because I realized this person will actually never change. I'd left that relationship so many times. I tell you, I'd left that relationship like almost every other month. But I always went back. I even remember there's a friend of mine who once told me, Nancy, you know, me and my husband got tired. Because we know you always go back. Mm. I went to the house and I told God, just help me. Help me. I don't know how. Help me. I don't go back. Like, I'm done with that relationship. Week one ended week two, week three, mm-hmm. one month. I haven't called him. You have no idea how happy I was. But now, no, this came the part where you've gotten out of an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. It just ended just like that. Mm-hmm. And I am dealing with it alone. Actually, looking back, that the three months after leaving that that relationship, if I was to regret anything in my life for those three months. Because I got into a state where I was like, I don't care for my life. As in, I don't care what happens to me or what I do. I just want to forget this man. I was not me by, by the way. I even told God, you, you didn't help me get out of this relationship when I should have gotten out of it. So now, maybe I will do whatever it takes to forget this man. I remember two months later, he calls me and he's like, hmm, so you said you'll never call Whoa. until I call you. Two months later, and I'm like, dude, what are we talking about? As in, see, this relationship ended. And then he's like, you think you can leave me like that? I was like, I may think I already left you. And then he still thought I'm joking, by the way. Because, you know, this is this is something abusers do. As in, yeah. they put you in a box. They know you cannot get out of that box unless they release you <laughs> out of that box. This was my best part. He knelt down. Hey, trust me for forgiveness in the middle of the road. What? I was so happy. (laughs) So happy. I was so happy because I left him there kneeling. He went on to call my sister, my friends, his aunt. He had called, I think, my entire clan. The people (laughs) he knew and my friends to talk to me and tell me how sorry he is. You know, marriage to James yeah. Maturi. Yeah. How's that for you now? How different? It must be really different from that other very sick relationship. <laughs> Actually, there's no comparison with my husband. <laughs> hey. He is a very good man. In fact, I normally say, I think the day I met my hubby, God saw me coming <laughs> and then he dropped him there that very minute. Oh. And then we met. My husband and I met when I was going through my journey of healing and it wasn't easy. He's actually one of the people who held my hand you know actually remember the day i told him like everything like everything including all the things like i regret in those three months because i'd realized hey this man really wants to date me and was thinking you don't know the mess i am you know like you have no idea my intention was i tell him and then he realizes maybe this is not the kind of person i want to marry or date and it ends in fact when he didn't break up with me or rather like break up it's not like we had started dating like we were in that process where you know you'll start dating when he didn't do it i did it for him. I told him, but then me don't call me. You don't do these things. Because I was also living in the fear of maybe he's acting nice because he's feeling way for me. Yeah. He does not want to leave me now, but yeah. he will leave me ukombele, yeah. you know. But my hubby, where my husband? He, he held my hand. He prayed with me. Mm-hmm. I remember so many times when he just held me and I could cry for hours. You know, like I could cry, cry for hours when you were dating. What would you tell someone who is still striving so hard to stay? An abuser does does not just wake up and become abusive. Mm-hmm. You will see the red flags. Please do not ignore the red flags. Also, having a mentor, just having people above you who 
fear God and love God and people you trust with your life. Mm. These two mentors of mine, I remember after I left that relationship and I told them both, um, one of them told me that, you see that day you told me that that guy is planning to come pay dowry for you. I knelt down and told God that if he is still God and he is still on the throne, that day will not come. And this girl will not get married to that man. Third, if you see any sign, just run. Don't wait. I mean, don't pray. If you stay, you will die. May I'll tell you, imagine just to walk out, pray when you are outside. All these things that you go through in an abusive relationship, it is not what the Bible has called us for. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. It is not in God's will that you be humiliated. It is not in God's will that you live a frustrated life. Thank you so much, Nancy, for sharing your story with us. Now, over 40% of married women in Kenya have reported being victims of either domestic violence or sexual abuse. Worldwide, over 30% of women aged 15 and older who've been in romantic relationships have experienced physical or sexual violence. The WHO in 2008 found that women who've been abused had a higher likelihood of having feelings of distress, suicidal thoughts, and suicidal attempts than women who've not experienced violence. Domestic violence decreases self-worth, security, and dignity. If you are in an abusive relationship, please seek help. Reach out to me on 0743-931328 and I will link you up with people who can talk with you, encourage you, and most importantly, pray with you, including Nancy Mudungu. Thank you for listening to the Battle Axe Podcast. Until next time, cheerio! Mm-hmm.